Welcome to the I Love Winnipeg Real Estate Podcast, your premier resource for buying, owning, and investing in Winnipeg's real estate market. And now, here's your host, Adrian Schultz, who loves all things real estate, property management, and mortgage financing. I'm joined today by Tim Browati of Browati & Associates, which is a local appraisal firm. Hi, Tim. Hi, Adrian. Uh, Tim, tell me a little bit about yourself and your company. Sure. Um, I'll start talking about the company a little bit. Burwadi & Associates was started uh, 38 years ago by my father, Dennis Burwadi. We're a full-service appraisal firm, and by that I mean we do both residential and commercial appraisals. Uh, so just about any type of property we do appraise across the, the entire province. Currently, uh, our firm has four designated members of the Appraisal Institute of Canada and two candidate members. Of those six appraisers, four work on commercial properties and two focus on residential. And again, we do you know really all kinds of appraisals, whether it's for financing, whether it's for expropriation work, arbitration, feasibility studies. You know, we really have a a broad range of skills from our various appraisers really across the province over decades. Me personally, I started with the company in 2006, I became a candidate member and kind of worked towards, again, becoming a, an AACI designated appraiser of the Institute of Canada. And I obtained that designation in 2010. Again, I've, I've done basically, basically every type of property appraisal that you can do across the province. Again, kind of the main stuff day to day is financing work for various financial institutions but specializing in different things to really meet our different clients' needs. What is the main difference for our listeners between a residential and a commercial appraisal? The Appraisal Institute of Canada has two designations. One is the CRA and one is the AACI. So a CRA can do up to four units for residential properties. And those appraisals are generally done on form appraisals. So they're, they're kind of a couple pages in length. And again, really focus on, on small residential properties. The AACI designation allows for a, a wider range of properties that can be appraised. You're talking your strip malls, your industrial buildings, and your uh, multifamily apartments of five units or more. And those are done on usually a, what's called a narrative appraisal. And those can be you know, 40, 50 pages in length and are a little more detailed given the larger scope of the properties. That's interesting. So the criteria where you separate residential versus commercial is actually identical in the mortgage world, where a residential mortgage can go up to a fourplex and a commercial mortgage or a commercial loan is anything over four residential units. And of course, office industrial retail is all considered commercial. So there, so there is actually an alignment between those two categories of appraisals to the mortgage world, which is interesting. What does a typical residential appraisal cover? Uh, a typical residential appraisal, what you really see is it's sort of an outline of basic information of the residents, really kind of a general sense of what the property entails, as well as kind of looking at the neighborhood. And then what really the appraiser focuses on is you know, finding comparable sales that can be included and researched and analyzed. And you know, from the appraiser's experience and expertise, they're able to make adjustments to those sales uh, that are the most similar and are able to sort of adjust those properties up or down based on how they compare to, you know, the house that's being appraised. So it's, again, it's really the, the experience and familiarity of, you know, these adjustments and the area that allows the appraisers to make the appropriate adjustments to, again, really come in and pinpoint a, an opinion of value. 
again, it's it's nice that the appraisers are were, you know we are subjective third parties who are really putting together a you know a non biased opinion of value. If someone is purchasing a rental property, in many cases they may opt to request a market rent addition to the residential appraisal. How are market rents analyzed in a residential appraisal? Again, you know, that's uh, again kind of the experience of the appraisers and just the you know the day to day experience. You know, our office having several appraisers, we're able to sort of you know have a, a database of rental rates for various types of properties in various parts of the city and province. So if if we're looking for a market rent of a property, we're able to kind of you know go to our database and again look at comparable properties and say, hey, you know this this building down the street is similar. It's renting for this much. You know, this one down the street's a little bit nicer and it's, it's they're able to charge a little more rent. And again, the appraiser, based on our, our market evidence that we track, are able to really kind of pinpoint what we feel the, the market rent is for, for a property based on this evidence. From a consumer's perspective, specific to residential homes, what are the differences between a market evaluation versus a city tax assessment value versus an appraisal or appraised value? Well, all three are trying to come up with a value of the property, but they all differ you know, fairly significantly in what they're doing. A market evaluation is done by a, a realtor, and it's, again, really just sort of for information purposes for the owner and for the purposes of to potentially assist with a sale. You know, it, it is not an appraisal. Uh, you know, realtors are on the ground, they've got their boots on the ground, and they've got a good feel for, for the marketplace. But, uh, you know, these evaluations are not an appraisal. They don't necessarily have the, you know, the depth of the adjustments and the market research to, to really, you know, be an appraisal. City assessments, uh, well, everyone knows what they're assessed for because it's so readily available. These are really done by, you know, computers uh, in a mass appraisal. You know, the, the, no one's really going out from the city generally to look at the properties. It's all based on, on formulas. Um, and one thing that people don't generally understand about a city assessment is, you know, there's a specific date for your assessment. So, for example, that the, the 2021 taxes and the assessment that you see are based on an assessed value as of April 1st, 2018. So at this point, that value is almost three years old. So while, again, that value might have been somewhat appropriate three years ago, uh, you know, the market's changed a lot in those three years. And, you know, your assessed value is not really seeing that change for the time. So again, coming back to the appraised value, you know, this is really, you know, the experts, the appraisers, the members of the Institute of uh, the Appraisal Institute of Canada are coming down and seeing the building and really putting together a detailed report to come up with a current value of the property. So again, they're all trying to kind of do the same thing, but they're all very different and very unique. Some mortgage lenders in Canada are starting to accept automatic market valuations. Um, that come from, I believe, Purview, which is owned by Terranet. Are you coming across those automatic market models? And if so, how do they correlate to an actual appraisal? Yeah, you know, on the red, especially on the residential side, you're seeing more and more, uh, you know, computer models being being used and and you know trying to be relied on by different by different users. You know, while they're good for kind of the broader picture, you know, on a specific you know case by case basis, it's really hard to, you know, beat, you know, the boots on the ground, having someone get in there to a property and really take a look at it. 
So, you know, and again, you're being really able to keep up to date, you know, with the current trends. It's really hard to beat having a, an actual person come in and, you know, complete an appraisal on the property, seeing the condition of the property, seeing, you know, really flagging any potential issues. You know, are there any potential structural issues or, or flooding issues? Um, you know, each property is just so, so unique. It's, it's kind of tough to have a computer system use a, a shotgun approach to try and blanket value everything. How did appraisal valuations change during COVID, if at all? Uh, well, I guess one of the changes with COVID in terms of uh, appraisal valuations is just, you know, given different restrictions in place, like most uh, professions, we, we have been affected while it is somewhat up to each appraiser, uh, most of the banks are, have been okay at various times not having appraisers actually visiting the inside of a house. So we, know we, we would be able to rely on pictures or videos from the homeowner or the clients to try and get a picture of, of what's going on. So that's obviously been uh, you know, one change of, of COVID that's been happening. But in terms of uh, actual values, I can speak to kind of to the Winnipeg and, and Manitoba market. You know, things things haven't really been negatively affected overall. You know, there was a slowdown, obviously, in the, the very first days of 2020 in terms of the COVID response that overall questions about what was going to happen. But as we've been seeing now, uh, you know, the inventory is so low, especially for single family houses, that values are really starting to go up. You're seeing a lot of bidding wars, some very significant bidding wars going on out there. So, you know, while values are going up in terms of the appraisals, we have to always take a look at, you know, what's happening in the market and trying to really being able to justify those sales and those higher values that we're starting to see, given the lack of the lack of inventory out there and obviously the lower interest rates that are kind of fueling this. So given that there is, in fact, a shortage of inventory that does increase appraised values. Well, again, the, the appraised value is really trying to come up with a value of what the market is. And, you know, we're trying to, our values are trying to reflect the market. So, you know, we're seeing those bidding wars, we're seeing values go up. So again, it's, that's been the kind of the short window, the little longer term window values haven't been as high. So it's always, uh, you know, kind of a case by case basis in terms of trying to see, you know, is, is the value of that property going up as high as, as the bidding is going, or is it being a little, uh, a little inflated? So that's always kind of the, you know, the job of the appraiser to be able to really independently look at the market and see what's going on. You're drawing on, on 50 plus years of experience with your, with your family business. In the, the last 20 years, according to Winnipeg Realtors, single home values have increased an average of 6.5% a year. That's according to the Winnipeg Realtors data that that they have available. I guess that being said, have you ever seen or perhaps do you know if you're if 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 your father Dennis has ever seen any notable drop in values in Winnipeg in the past 50 years in real estate? Uh for sure. Again, I I didn't necessarily live through it, but uh Dennis has definitely talked about uh you know in the 80s when interest rates were just kind of skyrocketing there was a time where, you know, it's basically the, the no sale market where, uh, especially on the commercial side, there was just weren't really sales happening because interest rates were so high. I know he, Dennis has, has textbooks doing calculations for interest rates that start at 12% and, and go up to 25. So, you know, the uh, interest rates have been low for a, for a long, long time. Um, and again, I'm no expert in it, but they are, they're obviously not going to get back up into the teens anytime soon. 
but you know history is what it is and you know the marketplace has existed with with higher interest rates and uh, it'll be interesting to see 50 years from now where we are what do you think is unique about property values specifically in Winnipeg perhaps compared to western Canada or or Canada as a whole yeah you know Winnipeg is really we're a nice slow and steady market you know you, you mentioned the 6.5% per year for 20 years i would say you know that's it hasn't varied too much higher or lower than that. You know, we don't get the really big swings that uh, a Vancouver would get or even, you know, Alberta with the oil markets, uh, you know, with kind of the boom and bust. Alberta might be have a, a similar, you know, 6% increase over the years, but that might be 20% one year and negative 2% another year, whereas Winnipeg is, again, really just slow and steady across really all assets. Um, we're just kind of in that the nice little sweet spot. We're not too big, not too small that we just kind of keep chugging along. And I guess, you know, given that we're in a in a steady and, and constant real estate value market, what do you love about Winnipeg real estate, given you work in it day over day? Yeah, again, you know, it is that kind of that uh, dependability is nice. You know, some, you know, investors from Toronto may not like the, the slow and steady of Winnipeg. They're looking to, you know, strike while it's hot and, and try and really cash in in the short term. But, you know, Winnipeg is it's a great place to invest in just for kind of those those patient long-term investors. And, and that's really kind of across all assets, whether it's single family, uh, multifamily, or, or, you know, commercial industrial type properties. You know, some things get a little hotter than others at times, but again, just that, that slow and steady, it's a really good, a good safe as we can be uh, kind of place to be. Well, uh, thanks so much, Tim, for joining us uh, on this episode of the I Love Winnipeg Real Estate Podcast. How do people reach you and your company? Uh, they can reach our office at uh, 204-942-7574. And my email address is tim at com. That's B-R-O-W-A-T-Y.com. Thanks again, Tim. Thanks, Adrian. Thanks for listening to the I Love Winnipeg Real Estate Podcast. If you like this episode, please subscribe and give us a rating, which will help us reach more listeners. Until next time, connect with us on social media and online at ilovewinnipegrealestate.ca.